0: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491.
1: Call now. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, as always on Tuesday, we got Raw to talk about. And a lot of times, ain't nothing happening on Raw. But not today! There's definitely something happening on Raw. And that is, we have a new WWE champion. Drew McIntyre won the title on Raw last night. And he will be facing uh, Roman Reigns. I'll explain that one here in a moment. Roman Reigns at the pay-per-view coming up on Sunday. So, things have changed for Survivor Series. We're going to talk about that here on the program today. Today. Your raw thoughts, your Survivor Series thoughts, all of that. That's the main thing we normally discuss on Tuesdays. But today, I've got more. I'm not going to spend weeks talking about this. It's mostly going to be today. And then if more news comes out of this, then we can talk about it later. But I don't want to be harping on this because, quite frankly, the reality is a lot of people figure nothing's going to come of this. But it is news over the last week, so we're going to talk about it here today. That is unions. Now, I mentioned yesterday a little bit about the stories, and I said, you know what, I need to talk to somebody in SAG. Well, I was bombarded with folks from SAG contacting me. And so I've got a letter here from somebody who is on the local board for SAG-AFTRA in a major metropolitan region, and they are a wrestling fan. So not a lot of people better suited to talk about this. This is not just somebody in SAG, but an actual board member. And they wrote me this deal. I'm going to read it today. Everything they you ever wanted to know about how this would affect wrestling, the pros and cons, etc. So I'm going to read that here. And then I contacted Rocky Romero about Talkin' a Mania, and I asked him about somebody. Name I won't mention because it doesn't matter. I said, is this person in SAG? I heard that they were. I'd like to talk to somebody, an actual wrestler who has a SAG card. Rocky says, I have a SAG card. So... Final segment of the show, yes, he's back. Rocky Romero. We'll talk about SAG, talking Chop mania New Japan Strong. He's like a regular now here on this show. We'll get going after the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
4: Cleanings, checkups, and cavities? Have Dr. Chang's dental practice at capacity.
5: Patient in room one is getting a root canal. The x-rays in room two are going to have to wait. We're down to one hygienist.
4: It's time to hire...
0: I need indeed
4: indeed you do the moment you sponsor a job on indeed you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined according to breezy HR 2019 visit indeed.com/ credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post terms and conditions apply
6: this is a potter's field when people can't pay for their funerals they are buried here It is a lonely desolate place littered with unmarked headstones no one visits no one leaves flowers but it doesn't have to be that way for as low as $1 a day you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses we offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000 considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000 that's peace of mind for your family there are no medical exams your rates won't increase and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your
2: final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499, 800-516-2499, 516 Again, that's 800-516-2499, paid for by final expense direct. What's in-store this holiday at
4: your local Staples?
5: Comfort and style at Black Friday prices all week long. Kick off
4: your holiday shopping at Staples, where you'll find the best gifts for working or learning from home.
5: Like the new Emerge Gaming Chair. Great for your home office, virtual classroom, or your resident gamer. And now at Staples, the Emerge Gaming Chair is just $149.99. Shop
0: in-store or pick up curbside. The most wonderful deals of the year are at Staples this holiday. ends
5: 1128, in-store only, while supplies last. Curbside available in most stores.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. So yes, as I noted to the Twitch homies in the chat right there, those of you that watched the tour of F4W headquarters, that was in fact a purple car. And it was my car. I once owned a purple Kia. And the reason for that, I swear to God this is true. I bought the car at night, and it was dark, and I thought it was black. Next day I woke up, sun's out, it's purple. Shut up, Mike. All right, with that levity out of the way. So as noted, in the opening segment yesterday, I said, I need to talk to somebody who is in SAG. Everyone's talking about sag after and pro wrestling and everything like that, and I'm out here bumbling about it. Why don't we get somebody who is actually in SAG to come on and tell us how this would affect professional wrestling? I was bombarded with individuals emailing me. I got so many people emailing me. And this is by far the winner here, because this guy sent me a big, long thing about it. And it's not just like he is a SAG member. He is a big-time pro wrestling fan to the point where if I said his name, some of you would know the guy's name. And he also happens to be on the local board for SAG-AFTRA in a major metropolitan region. I can't say his name, obviously, because he's on the board here. But he's written this long deal, and I'm going to tell you about it here. He says, There's been talk about wanting to reach out to WWE for some time. I know for a fact that there's been interest among the talent for years. But the message until now, and perhaps still, this person notes, is that they won't try to organize because of Vince. That may be changing. Some talent who have done outside projects more than likely already are members. We shall see. The first step would be for the talent to file a petition with the National Labor Relations Board. I believe they would need one-third of the talent to say that they are interested in unionizing. One-third of the talent. Then a formal vote would occur. Of all eligible talent as to whether they want to unionize, a simple majority yes vote would be required to pass. So first we would need 30% of the talent to say that they're interested in doing this. And then once the ball is rolling, you would need more than 50% of the talent to vote yes in order for them to unionize. It says, by law, it is illegal for a company to retaliate against any employee interested in unionizing. This, however, can be hard to prove if it's just one person, which is why multiple talents will need to step up at the same time. That creates a strong case of retaliation. As to Twitch, YouTube, OnlyFans, side hustles, etc., that's something that would need to be worked out when WWE and sag after sit down to hammer out a collective bargaining agreement. Each agreement is different, so that would be unique to WWE. I am not sure whether there is a precedent for this, but I doubt it. If talent votes to organize, the collective bargaining agreement would be the place to address a lot of the other issues that are facing talent. What are some of those issues? Well, base pay. A minimum salary would be established for all talents. It likely will increase based on how long a person has been with the company. For example, Titus O'Neil is not making Randy Orton money, but he has been around for a while. His salary should be higher than a fresh call-up from NXT, regardless of whether he is used on TV or not. Cannot guarantee that because it will be negotiated. That's generally how it works. This would also apply to any enhancement talent or extras who would be brought in. The CBA will likely establish what is called a daily hire rate for them. That is a minimum flat fee that they are paid for their services. However, this can be a sticking point, too, because it is unlikely indie wrestlers being used would be members of the union. So the union would have to agree to a one-time waiver for them. Union or not, they would still be afforded the same daily hire rate. Now, quite frankly, from what I know about people that have worked as extras for WWE, there is a daily minimum pay rate for those, those individuals. I think it used to be like $500. I don't know what it is now. But basically, if they started touring again and they came to Seattle... And they wanted to use Caden Matthews, for example. He would get a minimum base daily rate to be an extra. So this really wouldn't change much for the extras brought in. You negotiate travel expenses, including to non-televised events, hotel, car, etc. They pretty much already do that. Time off. Whether or not talent gets a couple of weeks off each year can be negotiated here. This one might be tough for talent to get if WWE does not resume its old touring schedule. However, maternal and paternal leave can be negotiated along with regular sick days. Obviously, in WWE, if you're sick, you get the day off anyway. They wouldn't use you. And, I mean, you know, some talent does negotiate time off in a WWE. I mean, some of them already have that worked into their contract. So, they already kind of have that. Insurance can negotiate whether talents would get insurance and retirement through the union, or the plans offered to WWE employees. Upside for talent here is the union offers a pension and a source of income post-retirement if they're vested or paid into it long enough. However, a lot of companies prefer to keep those things in-house because it's easier for them logistically. That would likely mean the option for talent to participate in any retirement plan 401k WWE offers employees. So what that would mean, obviously, is a lot of people have said, look at all these old wrestlers. Why doesn't Vince throw him some money look at the pensions in the NFL etc well the difference is I mean in the NFL you would be paying into whatever's paying you back for your pension when you retire all of these old wrestlers they never paid into WWE to get that pension so that's probably why WWE is obviously you know they're not just throwing money to everybody although you know they kind of it's not really a pension but they can sign older wrestlers to the Legends deal, where every year you get $10,000 or whatever it is. It actually might be only a one-time fee. I'm not even sure, but whatever. So in order for WWE to be paying pensions, if you're a worker, that would mean that throughout the year, whatever you're getting now, let's say you're making, just throw out an easy number, $100,000 a year, you wouldn't be getting $100,000 a year. You'd be getting less than that because a portion of that would be paid into your pension fund. So you would get a pension after you're done with WWE. So a lot of the talent now, not everybody, but a lot of them have already set up their own own 401ks or whatever, their SEPs, whatever it is. So that's how they're getting their pension after they're done with wrestling. So this would make it a little bit different if this were agreed to when you're doing your collective bargaining. A strike would only occur if authorized by the union and as a last resort. That's why they're so rare. You hear a lot about it when a strike occurs, but don't be fooled into thinking it happens a lot. It doesn't. Neither side wants to get to that point because income and revenue will plummet for all parties. Drugs and alcohol, the chance of the talent wellness policy will be folded into CBA. It is common in other sports. Penalties, violations, etc., would be negotiated. Potentially, that would clear the way for any current policies against marijuana use to be lifted. I'm sure a lot of current wrestlers would be interested in that one. NBC, Universal, and Fox aren't going to care if talent unionizes because 99% of their shows already fall under the SAG after umbrella. Same thing with any WWE studios projects. And if this goes through, good chance wrestlers would not be the only ones covered. Could extend to other on air talent, announcers, potentially people doing their networks, uh, their network only shows like The Bump, perhaps even the writers for the website. This would be covered. This is very much a maybe. In newsrooms, a lot of producers and web writers are also part of the union, in addition to reporters and anchors. Establishing a base salary for these guys could be big, because I bet they're being paid pennies right now. And as noted, all of this give or take, there are negotiations after all. Neither side will get 100% of what they want. But talent will absolutely, this is what he says here, talent will absolutely walk away with a lot more than they have now, a hell of a lot more. Now, like I said... I mean, I read all of this. This is the way that it would be. But at the end of the day, I talked to people all day yesterday. And I mean, this has been on and off since the first WrestleMania and Jesse Ventura. It's never happened. And the feeling among a lot of people is it ain't going to happen now. But that's everything you need to know about it. Like I said, I'm not going to spend weeks discussing this. I mean, aside from Rocky later on in the show, I'm pretty much done. But now you know, and if more comes of this, if a ball gets rolling, if an Andrew Yang does something, we'll talk about it. But until more happens, we're right back where we were prior to WrestleMania 1. Hey, Mike, we're going to get your thoughts after the break, buddy. Thanks. Wrestling Observer Live.
1: travelers do you want to save money on your next flight then pick up the phone and call that's right call because the best prices are not online they're with smart fares see smart fares has special deals with the airlines when they have unsold seats they use smart fares to fill them so you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices our prices are too low to publish online with the extra money you'll save you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping
5: Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
2: We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. 877 360 0402. That's 877 360 0402.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Before we get to Raw, all of this news on Raw, any comments on any of this, Mike?
7: Uh, One thing I, I would like to actually, uh, somebody I'd like to hear from now, and you could send out this call if you would be interested, and maybe Dave and, and Garrett can, is now I'd like to actually hear somebody from a NFL PA or a Major League Baseball Players Association. I'd like to hear a sports take on this. Um, Just to correct you from earlier about WrestleMania, it was WrestleMania 2 with Jesse Ventura when all that stuff went down. Uh, And I... (laughs) There's a a level because of the TV rights that with collective bargaining there is a level, and I know that there are obviously people in Hollywood and actors and actresses that, that understand pro wrestling, but I would like to hear maybe a little bit of a different perspective, possibly on how a sports type of union may be able to help out WWE. There's going to be obviously a lot of similarities there, uh, protections that would be put in place for the wrestlers and all the gives and takes and all that sort of thing. But I, I'm really, I would love to actually hear a sports take on it because, you know, there are, like every business is very, you know, unique. And there are special things that are unique to, to that that sport and how those people deal with their employees and with their players and all that sort of stuff and i in some ways i know we've gotten away from it from an in-ring point of view but in some ways i still think that pro wrestling is a lot closer uh, to an environment to sports than it would be with a a sag after coming in although Again, there could be a place for sag after when you talk about people that work backstage and other employees that they have there when you talk about the web page uh, uh, hairdressers makeup people uh, people that do clothes uh, tailors and, and seamstresses and all that sort of stuff. Those people may actually be better served maybe to be in a sag after but again. I'm, you know, as much of a layman on this, obviously, as anybody, but I would love to hear a sports person come in, somebody with some perspective on Union, come in and talk about how WWE and wrestling could possibly relate to them.
3: All right, last night was Raw, and we have a new WWE champion. Drew McIntyre won the title back from Randy Orton, and so one of those things where if you watch SmackDown, it seemed like that's what they were going to do, and then... We watched Raw, and they did it. So, the match was good, and obviously Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns is a big match. I mean, the only questions I have about it are, if this was a plan the whole time, why in the world did they beat Drew McIntyre and give Randy Orton a three-week run where he didn't even defend the title once, and then they just beat him again? What's going on here? The other thing, obviously, is, I mean, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, they're building up as a big match. And we're getting it with a weak build. One week! If they just would have not taken the title off Drew in the first place, and we would have had three extra weeks to build up Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, the match is even bigger than it is right now. But that's what they did. So, this is the card for Survivor Series very quickly. And we'll talk more about Raw. Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. Champion versus champion. They're two biggest stars. Facing off against each other. I mean, there aren't a lot of options here. DQ. Count out. They actually beat one or the other. Or you do my idea yesterday with The Miz. Which, for some reason, I don't think that they're going to do. But you could do that. Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Champion versus champion. New Day versus the Street Province. Champion versus champion. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Champion versus champion. Team Team Raw. AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle against Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Corbin, and Rollins. And I guess there's a fifth guy. What's going on there? Who's the fifth guy? We don't even know. I guess we wait for SmackDown, five-on-five match, and then the women's match, same deal. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey, and Peyton against Bianca, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and we're still missing two women. The show is this coming Sunday. Got to make you tune in on Friday night. Yeah, clearly these are very, very important matches. But anyway, that's that. And, I mean, the Raw show, I mean, there was the good and bad. The stuff with Lana is absolutely beyond ridiculous. The tag team title match was good. The world title match was good. And that's it. It's going to be really interesting. We got the ratings coming out here in a little while here. And what is going to be fascinating about these ratings is that they built up a very big main event. It's for the championship. They were teasing that Miz would cash in. Then they were teasing that it's no DQ, no countout. There must be a winner. I mean, they built that match up big. In theory, the third hour of Raw, I mean, it should be the highest-rated hour of the show. It should be if it were any other era. It would for sure be the highest-rated hour of the show. But in building up the main event, that third hour of Raw, they did seven non-wrestling segments in a row before they started that match. Seven. Mm. Backstage to this. Angel Garza's given me a rose. Nye and Shaner yelling at the other women. Video package. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I mean... I I still think the third hour is going to do well. I don't think it's going to be the highest rated. My gut tells me it's going to do all right. But, man, I was watching those seven straight video segments, and I was like, who is awake still? After two and a half hours of Raw at 1025, after seven straight non-wrestling segments, is anyone awake to watch this main event? Maybe they figured, you know, the people that are going to stick around are going to stick around, and the people that might not are going to fall asleep, and they're still going to be on the USA Network. I don't know. But, man, that was a lot of nothing happened in there. Oh, now
7: you're throwing it to me? Yeah, I think my biggest question for you is— I do that sometimes, Mike. Brian, you you seem distressed. Is there something about these flyers that's making you upset? Flyers? What are you talking about? The Jeff Hardy segment with your girl, Sarah.
3: Oh, dude, I totally even forgot about that stupid one. Actually, Jeff Hardy was really good in that segment. (laughs) You know what it was? You know what it was? This is going to sound like the craziest comparison I've ever made, okay? But it actually reminded me of Moxley and Kingston to a degree, okay? Because they did a match with a finish for free, clean in the middle, and then circumstances required them to do that match on pay-per-view like four weeks later, and they talked me into it, okay? Now, it was not to that degree, but I don't ever want to see Jeff Hardy and Elias again. But Jeff Hardy was so good in that segment that when it was over, I thought, I could probably take one more. But that's it. No. No, no more after this.
7: No, you're broken. That's your fault. Don't put that voodoo on the rest of us. Just because you're a broken man, we'll accept that. None of us need to deal with it. No, no. Now, just pivoting to Randy Orton here real quick. What story with The Miz or even with Bray Wyatt being involved could not have been told Without switching the title over to Randy Orton, and I know the excuse would be they wanted uh, to keep the Drew thing going and do a little hot shot there and to keep that feud with Orton alive. But considering what you were building into with Roman Reigns, considering you were going to have Drew go over there, or even if it was Randy Orton, you were going to have your champions face off and you're going to try to make this, I would assume, some sort of a, a big deal. What what story could not have been told there? I mean, you still could have The Miz trying to stick himself in the mix because he's got the briefcase. You could still have Bray being involved in the moments that he was, but you didn't actually have to take the title off Randy because really it only hurt Drew, and it was just a very... Again, it was a, a a title change for absolutely no reason. And I know pro wrestling titles are not exactly the holy grail. Yes, they are props in a way, but there's still some credibility you want to have there, and a part of a story that you want to have make sense. And that one, why have a fluke victory? It didn't even it never made any sense. It's not going to pop a rating. I'll be surprised if it does. We'll we'll see if it does, but I don't think it's going to be measurable enough where you had to do something like that. To me, it was a it was a waste against Drew. Dude, you know what's amazing about this is
3: They're doing this feud, and it just keeps going. And Dave's conclusion was, well, we had to do something to keep it going. We had to change the title. And he may very well be right. But but to me, it's like, it's fake. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Why in God's name... Did they book themselves into a situation where they eventually felt we actually have to take the title off Drew for three weeks because we got to keep this program going? You know what that means? It means you suck at your job. Yeah, you, just... in a fake wow. sport, booked yourself into a corner and had no way out of it. It's like, it would be like if Tony Khan were booking WWF and then they had to figure out how to get out of his storylines. Bro, you wrote these storylines. You booked yourself into a corner. And the other thing is, do you guys remember when like AJ Styles was the champion? And Shinsuke Nakamura was feuding with him. And it was like, they feuded. And they had match after match. And like, every time they were having a big match, I thought, dude, you've been feuding forever. Like, it's time to change the title. And then AJ would win. And then they went to another match. It's like, bro, I've been watching this feud for seemingly ten years. Like, now's the time for Nakamura to... No, AJ beat him again. So like, in that situation, they're totally fine just going on forever with the same result forever. But in this situation, it was like, oh man, we got to do something different. And then, even though Dave believes that this was the plan all along, I mean, the fact of the matter is, this is now three times in the last few years that they have changed the world title right before Survivor Series because they've realized, bro, we're really going to do Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar? No way. Dude, we're going to do whatever match against Lesnar? No, we got to put the title on Daniel Bryan. Now it's another one. We're going to do Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. i got to get the title on Drew. It's like, who booked Survivor Series? God? There's an act of God that it showed up and you were like, oh my God, what do we do now? No, you, it was your idea that it has to be champion versus champion. That was on you.
7: You Crimines. Went from culminating feuds at the Survivor Series and combining them all together to being so scattershot before it. It does not make any sense that you would do that and put yourself in that position and be creatively inept, but there you go. Well, let me tell you something. What's coming up next is Rocky Romero. Lots to talk about.
3: Observer Live.
0: Come now.
2: 426-2301. 800-754-4531.
4: With so many new pet owners, Keezy is Grooming can't keep up.
1: Keezy is Grooming? Sorry, we'll book solid through the weekend. I can give you a call back, though, if something opens up.
4: It's time to hire.
1: I need Indeed.
4: Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job
1: post. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Yeah, everybody, we're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. And you're not going to believe this, everybody. Rocky Romero's on the show again.
8: Yeah. That's not a a surprise anymore. Dude, you're You're every week. You (laughs) are literally
3: now a regular. So as as everyone probably knows, because I explained the beginning of the show, I mean, the story was that I was looking for somebody. I was actually contacting you because somebody had told me somebody's name. And so I asked, is this person a SAG member? Because I want to get one on the show to talk about this whole deal. And you said, I am. I was like, yeah, it's like comedy now. We got to get you on the show again, Rocky. (laughs) But we actually have a lot to talk about here today. But I do want to just start very quickly. Basically, my question to you is, as a SAG member and also a wrestler, Like, what are the positives to having SAG membership? If, like, for example, everybody in WWE ended up getting covered by SAG, what to you are the benefits, and are there any negatives that you've run into
8: as a result of being a SAG member? So, I mean, uh, number one, I think one of the greatest things about SAG is the health insurance options for, uh, you know, SAG members. Now, uh, it doesn't work. It, for, like you think you just become a SAG member and then you automatically get the health benefits. So you have to make a minimum per year. So you, so you have to have enough projects that bring in like, say like, uh, let's just put out a number, like whatever, $20,000 a year. Let's just say that. Don't quote me on that. Cause that's not it. But like uh, if you make that income, then in, you, you have to make like that in, enough income to be able to get like the full benefits or whatever. So I mean that's that's one option that I think that would be good just for professional wrestlers, because obviously we need healthcare, and um, you know because you you know we are we are at risk uh, constantly. Um, Another great benefit is that there's a minimum for SAG members, like per day, which is always good. So you know that you'll at least walk away with like this minimum for showing up that day. So I I feel like that's always that would always be a good thing for wrestlers. But I you know I, I think that there should also be and kind of how SAG has it, you know, depending on the size of the project, like just if you do one commercial doesn't necessarily mean that you're like, you if you become SAG eligible, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to join or that they, you know, really need you to join just yet, because uh, there still might be other projects non-union for an up-and-coming actor to get involved with. So I feel like that's another thing that they would need to look at uh, as well, because, I, you know, as a professional wrestler coming up, it's not like you're going to go straight to AEW. You're going to go straight to WWE, straight to New Japan, whatever it might be. Like you're going to need to be able to do, you know, union non-union projects as as well. So I mean, there, there's a couple, and but I think that most importantly, it'll affect uh, how the promoters and smaller promoters work, and I think that that would really have to be addressed because you know SAG is is a stickler on 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 how you do union projects. If you're a union member, you cannot do. Uh, non-union projects. So there's a lot of stuff to unpack. With uh, if SAG was to go the route of of representing uh, professional wrestlers.
3: Yeah, I remember that many many years ago, I I did a bunch of uh, student films. This is about 2005 2006. Some of them even actually they weren't student films, but anyway, the point is. So when we were doing those, like I heard that from people where you know they they had to weigh that in the sense that if you become a SAG member. I mean, a lot of opportunities that you had to do work, they dry up because if it's not a SAG project, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And yeah. so some some people were like, man, I can make, make make more money doing like a bunch of these indie films as a non-SAG member than as a SAG member. Right.
8: No, exactly. So, and, um, you know, and and I don't want to say that SAG doesn't help projects that are smaller because they ha- they do have like, uh certain um levels where you can use so like it really depends on the budget of the project so if you were to go down and say like it's a you know a ten thousand dollar or less project which is like you know i'm not don't quote me again because i don't have all the facts of the numbers but um they do have like an ultra low budget type option where you could defer the payment to the the talents or kind of set another payment per day if the sag member Uh, Decides that that's okay and you can have basically you can have some non-union actors and some union actors But there's a minimum of some sort, but then it goes back to royalties, which is SAG is great for you know That's a great part of uh, being an actor and being with SAG is that they really take care of you on the back end when it comes to royalties I was in a commercial one time uh, a national commercial and they showed me for a split second. There was like five different commercials, and uh, they showed me for a split second in all five commercials. Just a very split second, and SAG, you know, because they used my image, they were able to, you know, get royalties and collect royalties on all five of those commercials, which I think is fair, right, because they're using your image. So, um, so that's like a great benefit, you know, when it comes to SAG, when it comes to royalties, and I think, you know, royalties should really be paid out. Maybe I don't know what the system is now. I've never worked in WWE, but I feel like uh, that could always use uh, some improvement when it comes to to wrestling.
3: All right. I got one more and then Mike's got one. And that is, has there been any projects that because you ended up a member of SAG and, and I'm talking like pro wrestling, like maybe an indie show or something where you basically had to turn it down because it was a non union project?
8: Well, you know, I, I did go to a, a, this was years ago, years ago, when I, I, I think I was either in between contracts or had had not re-signed yet. And I went to, a, uh, I got called for a, an audition, and it ended up being Lucha Underground. And then, uh, they, you know, they ended up offering me something. But it was, under their rules, were actually like a non-union television show. So, I mean, it was kind of weird if I was going to do it as a SAG member or it was wrestling. I mean, it was kind of like, they had to figure out what exactly it was because it was like a non-union TV show. But I feel like, I don't know if SAG could have came out and, and put the stop to it, but obviously I didn't end up doing it for, for other reasons, you know, but, um, but that would have been a show that probably would have been, you know, a possibility we're pushing the lines of, of, uh, a non-union, uh, type show and maybe SAG maybe wouldn't be happy with that. I'm guessing.
7: Rocky, uh, How many ways, is there only three ways to be vested into SAG? And, I, you know, I'm not sure if you you know all the the minute details on everything because uh, I I saw one where it was limited five-year, ten-year, and a lifetime. And I was thinking about some of the drawbacks that you could have as far as being, you know, having SAG go into professional wrestling. And I, I wonder about the cost of insurance. I wonder about how WWE would structure a contract or have one of those sorts of deals where obviously they're the 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 big kid on the block and and they would be the first ones to, to actually have to deal with unions so i mean in theory they could cut people after three four years they go away and obviously they could work in hollywood do other things but not everybody's going to be able to have that opportunity do you see things like that the cost of dues and things for for young guys uh, who may get signed to wwe do you see any of that being a drawback or do you have any thoughts on on that sort of on, on that sort of cost that would be involved because it seems like it would be a lot of cost insurance wise for a lot of older wrestlers and obviously we know the problems that unfortunately a lot of guys have later on is that something that sag after would be ready for as well too and who picks up some of that money
8: you know, I that you know, I don't know all the details. I know, I know, I probably you know, the I, I could say that the the SAG um, dues per year that I pay, and I you know, and I'm a member f- for many many years, but I you know, I ov- obviously don't do a ton of projects per year. You know, I may do one at the at the most, so um, you know, they're they're not very high the dues, but I also don't buy into I haven't you know because I haven't made my limit, you know, so I haven't really bought into like the insurance through SAG. So, I mean, that, I guess, you know, cause I'm not a, like a working actor where, you know, I'm, co- you know, consistently working. Um, but if there was some kind of wrestling where, I mean, if you worked for a WWE and you were working, you know, every week and you're earning that paycheck now they're, they, are they are liable to probably take some dues, extra dues past a certain amount. So may, maybe if you make, you know, under 500,000 a year, let's just say, or, you know, over $500,000 a year, they can probably take a little bit more dues on the people who are making over $500,000 a year. I believe. I believe.
3: All right, so we got we to gotta talk a little bit about talking Shopamania because show, obviously, was this weekend. It is in the books, and it did say, much like the first one, to be continued. What were your thoughts on the show after watching it back, and is it going to be continued?
8: I thought it was amazing, but like I, said, I told you off the air, I wrote it, you know, and I was a part of, you know, part of writing it. So I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I, you know, uh, some of the, the, the my friends and, and other wrestlers and that have watched it, they, you know, they thought it was great and they really can't wait to see another one. I thought Chico versus Chavo super delivered, you know, um, I, you know, we, we really put a lot of work into that. I thought ball for a ball really delivered. And I just, I laugh every time whenever we're doing commentary and we're watching bad wrestling. I mean, that's the part that makes me laugh. I think the most, I just can't stop laughing, you know? So it's so silly. So, uh, you know, in our, in our minds and eyes, it was a, definitely a huge success. And, uh, you know, I, I, think there's a very, very good chance to, for there to be a three, we released some artwork and uh, a t-shirt on pro wrestling tees kind of teasing it. Uh, it's called uh talk shop of mania three return of the mark and uh, it's some very Star Wars-influenced uh, artwork, and it's, it's pretty fun.
3: You know, I actually didn't even know until you told me during the break that you had wrote the second one. I mean, I I knew that, like, Gallows was in charge of the first one. I presumed that he had written the entire second episode, but you did. So how did this work out? Like, how how did it come about?
8: Let me clarify. All, th- all three of us definitely did. Uh, I, I completely – I wrote – Chico versus Chavo completely with the help of uh, Taylor Williamson. Um, he was a big, big influence in helping me write some of the jokes, and um, and then ball for a ball was completely those guys. I mean, the the uh, Gallows and Anderson, those those guys. We kind of split up the parts, and then uh, and then we kind of wrote the whole show kind of roughly together.
3: Okay, so now now you know Chavo Guerrero is is a pretty big star. I mean, was was there a situation where? You know, initially Chico el Luchador was gonna lose this match, and he was like, "Bro, I ain't losing this match. You kidding me?" And you had to rewrite it.
8: Yeah, well, yeah, he was pissed because he put him over in the first one, and ah. for the 24/7 title that became the main event title that we completely forgot was a 24/7 title, and we did not, we didn't put that into Talking Chopper Mania two, at all because we forgot. So,
7: how many times did Paul Lee try to <sighs> slam, uh, try to slime up on Andy Cruz?
8: <laughs> he actually was a complete gentleman his, his uh his <laughs> lovely uh missus was there with him
7: oh, and wow. uh so that's, that's what it was that so. now <laughs> yeah. now did, did anyone have to what was it because i'm sure there were some edits there when paul lee suplexed george north possibly to death we thought at the time uh what was that like did all the laughs and hilarity stop momentarily
8: yeah yeah so yeah we jumped up out of our chairs we we're like whoa 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 and we and i, uh, I think there was like there was an actual cut right there we had to cut because we thought he was dead and uh but he he just got up and he's like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine he's like let's continue let's continue we're like are you sure are you sure so we made sure he was all right and gave him a second and then he said he was fine uh so then we continued with, and they started to pick up each other up again for the suplex I said no no we don't need to do that again (laughs) go 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 from another area let's just pin them or something
3: you know I was I was watching that freight train match and uh I was just crying during this match and I don't know if you've ever been in the ring with freight train but when I was watching it what what I thought was my god his punches are so bad but I'll bet they hurt like worse than anything (laughs) I mean can you confirm or deny
8: I, you know, I, I, I cannot confirm or deny, but I am with you that uh, they look so painful and I do not want to be on the other side of them at all, No,
3: 100%. Now, speaking of pain, one other thing i gotta, I got to – actually, we may have to talk about this after the break, but very quickly, your thoughts on the filthy Tom Lawler on New Japan Strong, the match.
8: I uh, you do, Tom Lawler is uh, probably the best match on New Japan Strong up to this date, and uh, I can't wait to see those guys mix it up again. Alright,
3: stand by everybody, back in a moment, Observer Live.
2: That's 800 403 5912.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Rocky Romero joining us today. And I didn't know know this until during the break either, but after all that talk about in-demand, apparently it never aired live. Is that right?
8: Yeah, that's what I was told. It it didn't make it to in-demand live. But it's going to be, I think it's on VOD. And it might be, I think it's on VOD now or something. It's supposed to come up this week. But, um, but you can catch the replay on Fight. And that's where I would catch the replay either way because Fight's awesome.
3: Hey, I don't even have cable anymore. So everything I do is through Fight. But... Right. So the They're replay great. available right now, everybody, if you want to check it out, Fight.tv, Talk and Shop of Mania 2. And obviously, if you love it, hey, buy it again so they can do a Talk and Shop of Mania 3, right?
8: Yeah, please buy it again. And, and no matter what, who's the guy who reported on the, on the oh, front? Oh, Josh page? Nason. Oh, Josh Nace—he didn't know. Don't, don't, don't believe a word that guy said.
3: Oh my lord! Tell us <laughs> the audio issues <laughs> Nothing are bad. Wrong with the sound. Hey, you the know sound what? Good. Maybe it's worse for in-demand. Maybe that's the problem.
8: He probably does. I hadn't thought that's about that till just now. he's got a bone now. to pick with me. Uh, no, I got a bone to pick with he, with you, Josh.
3: Bad audio quality. You should send, send Chico El Luchador to take on Josh Nason in another death match on the next show.
8: Right, or ball for ball.
3: Oh, that'd be See even well. Likes
8: that. Yeah. Don't even
3: say it, Mike. I know what Mike's thinking. <laughs> Don't even say it, buddy.
7: I'm not saying it.
3: Hey, plug your uh, Twitter and everything like that. As usual, we're uh, going to talk about your music, but it's out there, so let's get some plugs in for that very quickly.
8: Yeah, I, I got a new uh, I got a new single out. Uh, you can check it out. Just uh, type in Rocky Romero on uh, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to music, uh, iTunes. Uh, at Azucarock A-Z-U-C-A-R-R-O-C and tnsmania.com for all things talk and shop also check out ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Rocky Romero for all your Rocky Romero needs
3: look at this guy's plugs well listen we're out of time everybody Rocky I want to thank you as always for doing the show here as you're doing on like a daily basis now and of course everybody listening twitch.tv slash f video videof 4 wrestlingobserver.com at Brian Elvers on Twitter at SemperVV. that's enough Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners over to the studio. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.